Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm down on my knees in the dust. I scream from the top of my lungs. I found my way back to a higher ground. Yeah, I just want to Welcome to Higher Ground with Chris Warren. I found my way back to a higher ground. Yeah, I just want to feel alive with you. Yes, indeed. Great to have your company here on Higher Ground. Uh, and uh, Mad Russian is with me as well. I tell you what, Parramatta fans, you must be really, I don't know, I don't know how you're feeling out there. It's been a, a busy old uh, couple of days uh, for your club um, for the first few days of the week. I mean, everything seems to be pointing at Parramatta. Is the place falling apart? Is it crumbling like one of those sandcastles you build too close to the water's edge at the beach? Do you know what I mean? It's uh, these boys at the moment, they're still locked in fourth position as far mm-hmm. as I, I know but they have got a very difficult run into the finals. And now all we're reading is about pressure on, on coach Brad Arthur. It's about uh, poor old Clint Gutherson, the captain. He's again in embroiled in contract negotiations. We know what happened last time uh, that happened. Um, and then we've got one of their players, Junior Paulo. Um, he's penning a letter to an open letter to fans today. I don't know about you, Mad Russian, but whenever I see uh, a player penning a letter, an open letter to fans, um, you just think, well, Things aren't quite great at the club, and there is something, something going on there that that uh, needs to be fixed. But is this all just outside noise to the team? Is it a destabil a destabilising factor that maybe someone's, you know, trying to stir the pot there at Parramatta? What they don't need is all this outside noise because they've got the toughest of tough run homes to the finals. Mm. When you generally look at these stories, you're looking at if it's just one sort of source reporting it, or you know people with different connections in the game. The problem with this story is it seems to be have leaked to every publication in Sydney. Everyone's got a different piece of the puzzle and we've sort of been piecing it to together day on SEN and across other networks. And uh, as much as I'd love to say, oh, yeah, it's just outside noise, um, well, there's smoke, there's fire. Well, well, we'll sink well, our teeth. We'll sink our teeth into it, shall we? Why don't we devote the first part of the program, or most of the most of the show, um, to the dramas at, at Parramatta? What's the what's the matter, Para? Hey, what's the matter, Para? Um, we'll hear from uh, all the the talent, the, the guys presenters on our station. Yeah. They've been sinking their teeth into it today. Uh, we'll have a listen to what's happened on NRL 360 mm. on Fox Sports. Uh, I know they've been addressing the situation. Uh, not just today, but yesterday as well. So it's a concern, isn't it? Um, and people say to me, well, you know, do you think Brad Arthur's a good coach? Well, of course he's a good coach. Um, do they have the quality of of talent that the other bigger teams have got? And you've got to look at the team and say, well, no, they don't. Mm. Uh, and people are pointing their fingers at Brad Arthur, finger at Brad Arthur, saying, well, he, 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 he can get them you know, into the finals. He can get them sort of into the top four or five, but they can't win a premiership. Mm. Well, you know what? Is that really Brad Arthur's fault? Mm. 
you compare you compare the Parramatta roster to Melbourne Storm, mm. Penrith Panthers, South Sydney, um, and even Manly. Really, mm. I guess it's on par with Manly. Yeah, yeah. But those other three I've mentioned, they all supply probably half a dozen players to Origin, mm. don't they? How many Parramatta have in Origin? Uh, Gutho in and out, not this no, season. Gutho, no, no. Well, okay, Junior this Paulo. season. Junior Paulo played, yeah. Um, and Mitchell Moses played Mitch in, Moses the, in the in third, the third didn't he? Game. So, yeah. Much maligned. Much maligned. So played injured. Two, right? Mm. Um, so I don't think Parramatta have the playing stock, the talent mm. of the calibre of the top two, three teams. Mm. And yet they're still punching away and, and securing fourth spot. I don't think they'll finish fourth. I've, mm. I said that to you on Monday. I I can only see them going down and sliding out. We might have a listen to, to my final countdown, a little uh, collage mm. that you put together as well on Monday, a bit later in, in the show. I've Eels fans, if, you, if you're tuning in, I know it's late night league. This is your late night league lounge where you can uh, talk all things rugby league. And, uh, well, what is it, five past ten or thereabouts. So there's a very good chance you've maybe had a couple of sherbets, a um, couple of brewskis, or ladies, um, wine, not to be sexist. Um, women in league round two, I Absolutely. shouldn't be sexist. At all. There's nothing sexist about that. Not many ladies would be having brewskis tonight. They wouldn't be blowing the froth off the top of a schooner, would they, really? Not many of them. How many do on a Wednesday in general? Well, Wednesday is a Friday, same as a Friday in lockdown, <laughs> isn't it? Huh? It's all rolled into one. I think so. I think so. So if we can't be sexist, but no, what I'm saying is if the, the blokes at home listening to us, they might have had a couple of cans, right? And the ladies that are listening, there'd be a heap of them. Heaps of ladies would listen to our, our show, wouldn't they? I mean, what, what would they rather think, be doing? Huh? Watching Fifty Shades? Secretly somewhere else. Uh, they're not having cans. They're probably having a, a, a wine, a glass of um, Riesling or Chardonnay or something Shiraz. like that. I'm not a big Shiraz man. Was it Cab Sav? No, I Cab couldn't Sav. agree more. Cab Sav. Coonawarra. Oh. In fact, I've got a, a recent order from um, my little wine club that, that I'm part <laughs> of and sent me a nice <laughs> box of – I pay for it, obviously. So, yeah. yeah uh, but you get discounted wine. So the, I, would, I will never spend – we're off track here. You're so. doing all right. We're totally off, off yeah, subject absolutely. here. But anyway, I'm sure there's plenty of Parramatta fans that, that don't mind a drink and probably having at more the moment, than that. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, what was I saying? So, yeah, Cabs have uh, Coonawarra. Mm. And they gave me a nice selection of a dozen Coonawarras. Yeah. Oh, lovely. And I will never spend more than sort of 15 bucks on a bottle of wine, really. But these are sort of $45, $50 Ooh. bottles, but bought them for like around the 20, 20 months. Are you anyway. getting paid for this? I didn't mention the... Um, this cash for comment? I didn't mention the, the company, oh, the wine club that I'm part of. The Coonawarra, that's just a, a blend. Yeah, that's yeah, a, yeah. a region. Mm. That's where the wine comes from. Okay. So there's no cash for comment then. But hello. <laughs> hello, Chris Warren. And it's SEN 1170. SEN 1170, higher ground with me, uh, Chris Warren, and him, the mad, mad Russian, who's uh, about half my age. Uh, but we're here till midnight. Um, we're here Monday nights, Wednesday nights, Friday nights as well. And um, on a Sunday, uh, we, it's not called higher ground, but we have NRL match day from midday up until three each and every Sunday as well. Which I might just, uh, we had a, a text from um, uh, Bondi Jack, I think it was, mm, yes. uh, talking about he couldn't find the higher ground podcast. Right. And Dan, Cowboy Dan, is producing on a Sunday. And I said, well, it's a bit above my pay grade. I don't really know where to go for it. Anyway, uh, this is a nice text from Bondi Jack. 
Um, Bondi Jack surfers paradise via Rose Bay. I don't know if Bondi Jack would be up. He'd be asleep by now, Bondi, I would have thought. Mm. But he said nice text through. Um, hey, Chrissy. I'm Chrissy now. That's good. I'm happy with that. A lot of my close friends call me Chrissy. There you go. I was both chuffed and shocked that within minutes of your show ending, this was on Sunday, Cowboy Dan had incorporated the full match day podcast into the higher ground stable with at least, yeah, with at least, at least half a, half a dozen. Um, yeah, well, a bit late there, but thanks for coming to the party anyway. With at least half a dozen uh, Johnny Baker's um, dozen interview segments thrown in. They even flashed up in Google all alongside each other. You say yesterday to Dan, why don't we brush the higher ground name on weeknights and just call it Match Day? And Bondi Jack says, I must advise you against this. I couldn't agree more. No. Well, I couldn't. Well, I think we maybe call Match Day higher ground as well. Because it's its own brand name. It's got a bit of traction out there, apparently, from Bondi Jack. Higher Ground is a unique brand name shared online only with those two lefties, Barack and Michelle Obama. And it is far more colourful than plain old match day. Instead, keep the iconic Higher Ground mantle and include iconic. Sunday under that banner. So Sunday Wouldn't Higher it? Ground. Well, that sounds very preachy, doesn't it? Iconic. Mm. That's... Uh... Mm. High praise. Sunday, so uh, Sunday higher ground. We'll have to go to the chapel. Take me to the chapel and we're going to get married. Huh? That might be part of the, uh, we the might, intro next yeah, season. Yeah, I think so. What about that? So thanks for that, uh, Bondi Jack. Uh, this from Jacko. Keep those texts coming through too. 0457 736 736 is the text line. Parramatta fans, what's the matter, Para? 1300 01 1170. Why don't you jump on the phone now before uh, it's too late? It's coming up to 10 past 10. If you are still awake and uh, you've had less, as we do have a six pack rule. If you've had less than a six pack, happy to talk to you on the open line. 1300 01170. Parramatta fans, how are you feeling? Is this all outside noise? Or is the place crumbling around you? Gee, I hope it's not because you're probably well aware by now that uh, I've, I've followed Parramatta since about the age of four. So I'm feeling it. Mm. I'm feeling it with you. Um, I thought I might read this letter from Junior yeah, Paulo, if that's okay with you, executive producer extraordinaire, uh, Mad Rusky over there. So uh, he goes on. This is from Junior Paulo. And, yeah, okay, like me, you probably think, is this really Junior writing it or is it the media manager or is it just a bit of spin? Um, I think it is Junior and, and we'll take it on that value. Probably that with some is, help, yeah. With whatever. So he says, the last few weeks have been tough, real tough, not just for us players and not just on the footy field, off the footy field for our supporters and for those back home battling the lockdown. We are the same Parramatta team we were at the start of the season. We want to be able to give back to you, our supporters, and show we are a top four team and up for the challenge each and every week. Yes, we've had a rough patch of footy, but we do still have that fighting spirit. Learning, uh, leaning on one another right now is the only way we'll be able to make it out of this rough patch together. We're still a top four team and we're still in a positive, in a position to play some very good football. It's certainly a task we believe and know is possible. We know we've got some tough opponents coming up, but as long as we're going out there front loading our energy, we'll put ourselves in a good position for winning. Everyone's looking forward to the challenge that lies ahead and that starts with Manly this weekend. We've had some great times this year 
and there's still time for some more. Seeing some of our young boys make their debuts this year has been a huge highlight for me. Jake Arthur, Will Penasini and Sean Russell. We had the chance this weekend to get the win for two more debutants. Michael Oldfield. Well, God, he is old. Michael, veteran. He's making his Eels debut. And uh, Makahesi Makatoa. I think that's how you pronounce it. Makahesi Makatoa. Uh, he's making his debut at the age of 28. Superb. Yeah, isn't it? Um, and he goes on, Junior Paula, we want to get that winning feeling for them on their debuts. And for you, our loyal Parramatta Eels supporters. That is from Junior Paulo. So Eels fans, you probably would have read that today on the NRL website or, or your own website. What do you think about that? Um, when I see a player addressing an open letter to fans, the first thing you think, oh, gee, what's happening at the club? There are dramas, all right? Mm. There's fires there and we're trying to put them out. But this, to me, just sounds like a heartfelt message from a bloke that um, is feeling that his team is under, underperforming. They've lost three on the trot. He's never a bloke uh, you question his effort, is he, no. Junior? No, he's a good fella. And good fella. We've had him mm. on. We've had, we've had him on before. But, you know, if they've won their last three, there's no letter from Junior Paula. Spot on. You know that. You know that. Winners are grinners. And uh, it, it, you know, it band-aids uh, over some cracks as well. Um, what were you saying then? You're oh, I was just saying I was looking at the text. Yeah, no, well, no they're Keep them coming through. Uh, the text line is 0457 736 736. If you want to call, there's space on the open line right now. Go on. Get off your pain house and uh, give us an SG ball. SG ball. Pick up the Al Capone. Uh, this from uh, Jacko. Again, Chris Paris still will make the finals. Isn't that par? Jacko from Jamboree. Um, well, they do make the, the finals, and that is par or on average for them. Nothing wrong with making the finals. I tell you what, there are eight teams that won't be making the finals. And uh, there's a logjam around the top eight. But let's be honest here, uh, you know, outside outside the top four, the rest, I think, this year more than other years really are making up the numbers. Can you really see yeah. anyone slipping into the eight that will cause any of the the big four? Are we calling them big four now? Are Parramatta still part of it? Because last time I looked, Parramatta are still fourth on the ladder, aren't they? And everyone likes Manly more, and they're going to finish sixth. Yeah. Lots of things. Manly a sixth at the moment. Eels a fourth on twenty eight. Roosters fifth on twenty eight. Eels with a better for and against by twenty one points. Manly are on twenty six. Okay, so look, Manly need to win by two points this weekend against Parramatta. They beat Parra by two, and they go to fourth position on the ladder. That's the nuts and bolts of it all. Um, Parramatta, I've got them finishing sixth. Their run home, so the next four games after Manly this weekend, the Eels have got the Cowboys. Okay, they win that, you would have thought, mm. but not a gimme. Uh, the Storm and then the Panthers. Okay, so they're all going to be tough. All going to be tough. Para fans, get on the phone. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. That is the open line number. one three one one three hundred rather oh one eleven seventy. Or keep those texts coming through as well. We're here till midnight. Uh, the text line oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. This is Higher Ground with me, Chris Warren. And great to have you listening. It's coming up to 18 past 10. Chris Warren with you. I'll be here until midnight. And uh, we're here Monday nights, Wednesday nights, Friday nights. And uh, keep those texts coming through. Uh, Nathan from Freshy has dropped us a line. So basically, look, what we've got here, well, I've sort of brought this rule along. And uh, when you've got late night radio, I mean, you know what it's like. 
people like to get home and unwind and you know, crack a bottle of red or whatever or, or have a few beers, and that's great. I mean, each to their own. I'd, do, I'd be doing it myself if I wasn't here on the on the microphone. But um, generally, alcohol and microphones don't mix too well, is my point. And so when you get open-line callers calling into to the show, if they've had a you know, shed load of grog, I mean, it doesn't well, – doesn't really make for intelligent conversation. Sometimes it can be bloody funny. Don't get me wrong. I mean, some of our best callers have been sloshed, I would have thought. Um, so we have we in, brought in a, a six-pack rule. I think we call it the Four Pines six-pack rule. Are they still a sponsor? They are still a sponsor. Okay, well, it's still the Four Pines six-pack rule. If you've had six or more, we recommend you probably just drop us a text if you've had under the six pack, we'll feel mm. free to uh, pick up the Al Capone one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Nathan from Freshy says under a six pack. Come on, boys. Well, I reckon he could probably. If it's the Nathan, I think it is. Yeah. If it's the Nathan, I think it is. The plug that looks like um oh what's his name? The That's former, a calm night. The former Wallaby. The, the former Freshy. Wallaby. You know now does the underpants. Um, oh the. Honey badger? The badger. Are you saying Nathan from Nathan, Freshy looks that, like the honey badger? Well, that's the look he's going for. <laughs> Definitely, that's the look he's going for, the honey badger look. If this is the same Nathan, right. you're not with me? No, no, no. I can see it. You can, can you, see it. Well, of course you can see it. He's definitely going honey badger, honey badger look. So if that's the Nathan I'm thinking about, I reckon he could he could put away a six-pack. Comfortably. You know, comfortably. No time. Comfortably. So a six-pack would do me, right? That would do me. What about the little throw-me-downs? You're probably too young for the throw-me-downs. Oh, no, no, no. See no, them. no, no. See yeah. Them. Yeah. <laughs> they were good, weren't they? They were good. Knock but, them over. But it makes you look like you've got such big hands <laughs> with those uh, little throw-me-downs. <laughs> is, is that what it's about? No, 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 not at all. You know what they say about a man with small hands, don't they? I do. What? Small gloves. <laughs> Can uh, – and here's another one. He's, <laughs> he's – uh, can you confirm – can confirm over the six-pack rule tonight, uh, Sue will only be texting. Okay, and that's another one of our listeners. He's had more than a six-pack, Jacko, uh, and he will refrain from calling and will continue to text. Maybe put the spell check on, Jacko, too, because, mate, that grammar, it is just a, it's appalling. Even at this time of night, all right? I know it's 20 past, 21 past 10, but you've got to got to get your P's and Q's uh, in, in the right order there, Jacko. But thanks for... Thanks for being involved with the show. All right, now most of what we're we're talking about tonight and and probably today and uh, again if you if you're out there pick up the phone one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. The dramas at Para. What's the matter, Para? Now our uh, other presenters all through the day have been weighing into um, the situation there, and you, I believe, executive producer extraordinaire, Mad Russian, has put this little inquest together. <laughs> Is Clint Gutherson Rugby League's next million-dollar man? Has he actually asked for that yet at Parramatta? Or is this all another sign that the Eels are not only struggling, but leaking from within? As the focus and the heat turns again on Brad Arthur out west, the public brawling on what's meant to be happening in private appears to be getting underway. What's happening at the Parramatta Eels? Every man for themselves, pretty much, out there at the football department at the Parramatta Eels. There was a fair bit of finger pointing. There was going to the sources that you know and the sources that you trust and who can push the story that you want. 
Uh, it would seem that Brad Arthur's under pressure. You read someone else, Brad Arthur's under no pressure whatsoever. Clint Gutherson uh, is a question mark about re being re-signed. Oh, by the way, Clint Gutherson wants a million dollars. Now, this talk has emerged, and I don't know where this has come from, that Clint Gutherson is chasing about a million dollars. But as Sparty would say, in what world? I've actually heard it out of Parramatta myself that that's what Sam Ayub's asking for, and then I see reports today that that's not the case. Managers are always going to try and screw as much money out of a club as they possibly can. That's their job. I um, would find it hard to believe that he would ask for a million dollars for Clint Gutherson, and I would find it hard to believe that Parramatta would even entertain it. That just doesn't make sense to me. But it is a disturbing uh, situation where that's coming out of the Parramatta club about their captain and their leading player. Well, they're, they're at a crossroads. I think that there was a, a general... It's come at a time when all the key figures at the club are off contract at the end of next year. They're a long way off the mark. Um, but, uh, you know, 28 nil against the Roosters and then uh, touched up by the Rabbitohs. They're a long way off the mark at the moment. And it and it just goes back to the old saying, winning cures everything. See, when you're losing everything, every, every you know, rumours and there's there's a player fight, infighting, there's troubles with the board, all of those things, winning cures it all. Yeah, well, there you have it. And I uh, like that. Well done. Uh, well done to you, Mad Russian. That was a nice little montage, if we're going to call it that. I like the music too. Um, where do I hear? Where do I know that music from? Good movie. Early 2000s. Well, mid-2000s. Clues. More Matt clues. Damon. Born, Born, Born Identity. Identity. Good. All the Born movies. A lot. One of my favourite movies. How good is Matt Damon, though? And I think He's that, one of my faves. I think that suits the serious nature of the issue. Absolutely. <laughs> I love how seriously we take are we rugby getting league. Too, are we getting too serious about all this? It's a game of footy. Come on. Come on. I'm going to dig out Manly and Power of the Gap starting oh, and narrow brilliant. how do you feel a bit later on too. But that's in line with what we're saying now. Parramatta fans, how do you feel? And you've got Manly on Saturday. Um, Where's that one being? Sunshine Coast Stadium. I, I believe think so, it is. Yeah. Uh, I'll be calling that one. I'm doing uh, the Raiders-Melbourne game tomorrow night too. In here. The old partnership back together? Me and Timmy Manor, yeah. Timmy yep. So good last week. There Management we go. have said we've got to get back you up. back together. Back get, get the A-team back together. <laughs> and so we're Who's calling heard? it um, just in there, uh, two metres away Next from uh, the B-team who are in here. Uh, that being Jimmy Smith and uh, I think Finchie and, and Spud. Spud. Oh, that's definitely the B team. <laughs> They're pouring some money into that broadcast, though. Me and poor old Timmy next door. We're shunted into studio two. The the alternate call. Anyway, it's not the size of the uh, two SM. If you want to hear not that, the size one. of the dog in the fight. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know I was going there. Yeah. Am I? So you got the and SM the resonate, resonate with network and resonate with network up in North Queensland. So there you go. If you're listening up there, you'll yeah. hear the dulcet tones of Chris Warren and Tim Manor on Thursday night. Me and former, former Parramatta mm -hmm. Capitane. So um, yeah, so no, no, it was good. It was good working with Timmy Manor last week. I just see, I saw him out there actually on NRL uh, 360 or one of the shows mm. on on Fox Sports. Um, it's probably difficult for for him to weigh into the Parramatta situation, but he generally calls it as he sees yeah. it and. Um, I said to him last week, I said, look, how much pressure is Brad Arthur under? And is it right that he's under? And he said, well, at the end of the day, yeah, because you know, he is the coach, so it does come back and fall in his lap. But as I said to you before, I just, I do not think that Parramatta have got the same quality 
of cal- a caliber of players roster that mm. that the teams above them have got. There you go, on the ladder currently. In that case, the coach is getting over what is expected of his squad. Well, out there's of the other way of looking at it. That, yeah. that would be my argument: is why on earth would Brad Arthur be under pressure? There's the other way of looking at it. You're right. So, are the, is the current team overachieving? I tell you what, though, they they will, I think struggle against Manly this weekend. Yeah. Uh, I really do. Um, we'll go through a, a bit of that later on mm. if we get time. But Manly, are, you know, they're going good, aren't they? And Parramatta, they're obviously going to be missing Reed Marnie. Um, Regan Campbell, Gillard out as well. So um, it could be a tough few weeks uh, from then. Uh, another text coming through from the Oatley Magpie. Uh, should the Dogs play Matt Burton at fullback next year? Uh, that's the question from Oatley Magpie. And Oatley, thanks for uh, for sending that through, mate. A, a friend of the show. You're asking me my opinion. No, um, I think he's I think he's a born number six and uh, equally good at in the centres. What he's done at Penrith this year, and uh, who have they got? Oh, who have they got coming next year for fullback? I'm just trying to think. There's someone. I don't Carl play on the wing. Yeah, Dufty coming, haven't you? Now where's Dufty going? Um, Google that. I thought he was being spoken about as well. Or did he sign a one-year deal? Or I think he did. I think he did. Either way, either way they're going to have a, a solid back line. Oh, Ado Carr as well. Season. Exactly Carr right. as well. And you're right. Matt Dufty has one with a ball for next season. Well, there you go, Oatley. Um, he goes all right, Dufty. They're going to score points. He goes all right, They're going to score points, the Bulldogs. They might let a few in too. But no, I mean, it's, it's looking at Brent Naden. Yeah. Matt Burton. Ado Carr. Dufty. You say them? I don't say they're making the finals next year. I think they will. I think they will for I think sure. They're going to be right up there. But, but no, I, I no no the standard of competition this season. If that's yeah similar no. in twenty twenty two, they're they're a real shot for the top eight. Well, I think so too. So yeah, only no, I wouldn't play. I mean, you've seen what Matt Burton's done this year. Um, Get his at hands on the and in the halves, and it's been brilliant, hasn't it? With a capital B. Mm. So why would you move him um, to fullback? So, no, I would say not. Why don't we um, listen to Paul Kent? He um, always outspoken, but they were, you know, t- all they were talking about really was the, yeah. the whole Clint Gutherson situation. Uh, this was from tonight. Let's, let's check it out now. I've had his manager say that, they, that they've put no figure to Parramatta. But the figure has come out, Fonny. Uh, so uh, what I'll say is Sam Ayub, who's Clint Gutherson's manager, has categorically denied that he's the one that's put the million-dollar figure out. Uh, as we spoke about last night, it's just out there in the public. Uh, he's walked out on 7.50 today, which was Parramatta's starting point. This is how it began last time, that Parramatta tried to lowball Gutherson. Uh, they then tried to support their argument by putting out questions about the welfare of his knees and various other issues, uh, and it never, it never really... Healed. Yes, there is Paul Kent on uh, NRL three sixty on Fox Sports. So um, talking about the contract situation with uh, Clint Gutherson, and we know what happened a few years ago, and, and it looks like it's 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 all happening all over again. The same sort of saga when he was they lowballed him with a four mm-hmm. about a four fifty offer. This was I think twenty nineteen or twenty eighteen mm-hmm. around then. Uh, and they got up to the around the seven hundred mark where he is over over three years. So he's on over two million over three money. years. Yeah, is Clint Gutherson a million dollar player? You've got your own opinion on that. We all have. Um, uh, look, I guess it's it, if you if you're talking about million dollar players in the game, in my opinion, 
there are only you know, a few that stand out. But um, it's all relative, isn't it? I mean... There were people at the start of the season, Chris, taking Gutho ahead of Trebojevic because of Trebojevic perceived injury issues. Well, does that um, does that look laughable now? There, uh, there were people saying that. Yeah, well, yeah. That, that looks absolutely laughable. Well, no, well, no, no, because a lot of us, the jury was out on whether... Tom would bounce back. Mm. We we all thought that this might be a real chronic long term problem he's got with his hamstrings. Mm. So I can understand that line of thinking. Um, but you know, yeah, Tom Tom is a million dollar player, right? Yeah. And and there's a few others out there that that are million dollar players. Uh, Cherry Evans, well, in my opinion, no, but he is. He's the highest paid player in the game. Mm. Other million dollar players, I mean, who are they? They're edging that way. No, he is. I think he is. He's a Mm. game breaker. Mm. You know, he's a he's a match winner. He's a star that puts bums on seats. People come just to watch Latrell. They're your million dollar players. And he can win he can win you a game Mm. by himself sometimes. They're your million dollar Mm. players. Clint Gutherson, he adds a whole lot of value in other areas to Parramatta. He is the glue that holds the whole team together. And where they would be without Clint Gutherson, God only knows. He's had such a good couple of years with them. you know. And last year was was on fire as well. Um, but is he a million-dollar player? Hmm. I don't think so. Nathan Cleary, a million-dollar player? Yeah, I would, question. Back to I would say. Back to Oatley. Yeah. There we go. I would say yes, he is. And back to Oatley Magpie's question. Matt Burton is reportedly getting paid Four hundred to four hundred and fifty thousand next season. Next season, yeah. At the Bulldogs, yeah. Yep. The end of the year, well, the middle of the season he's had this year. Does that that looks like a steal now, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. They they locked him up at the right time. Exactly right. When not many people had heard of Matt Burton, you know, very astute mm. from Canterbury. Very astute indeed. Um, we talk about Clint Gutherson, yeah, and and I don't think he's the million dollar player, but that, that's that's just my opinion. Uh, Parramatta fans might have a different opinion. Brad Arthur might have a different opinion. Um, and apparently, that's part of the issue, is that he and Mark O'Neill have not agreed on how much Clint Gutherson is actually worth. Yeah, and he's not the only one. With it's a shame, isn't it? It's a shame that we're at, at this. Part of the season where where the next few weeks are so important for this mm. team that now we've got all this uh, these who di- are all these distractions. Let's listen from from Clint Gutherson on on the the reports that 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 he was after a million dollars a season. I'd love to get that. Obviously, it's uh, I have no no clue where that came from. Um, look, it's always going to stay as you said. People always talk about it. Look, that's up to Sam, um, clubs, um, whatever it is, but. As I said, I'm just going to leave that to Sam and he can go about that business. To be honest, I haven't even thought of it. I don't know where all this um, this has popped out of out of nowhere and uh, I haven't even spoke to Sam and uh, that's his job at this time of year and uh, whenever it comes around. But look, I'm just going to leave that up to him and, and that's why we pay him and um, whenever he needs me, he'll call me, but I haven't spoke to him yet. Well, there he is, Clint Gutherson. This is uh, Higher Ground with me, Chris Warren. It's coming up to 25 minutes to 11. And coming up to 20 minutes to 11, I'm here until uh, midnight, so um, great to have you listening. I hope you're enjoying the show, and uh, a man over there on the other microphone that's just having a sip of water out of his um, decanter is the mad mad Russian over there. So not great news um, this week with the New South Wales Rugby League confirming that the, the elite um, pathways competitions, the New South Wales Cup, Ron Massey Cup, etc., and the others are all being canned again 
for the rest of the season. And, and remember that last year, the New South Wales Cup, I think they played one game mm. only. So these fellas, and these, you know, this is the, the boys knocking on the door um, of the NRL. This is the second tier competition. Again, they are going to have only had a handful of games and there's going to be a, a knock-on effect next year because NRL clubs, as much as they try and survive on a, a squad of 30, you know, only 17 can play each mm-hmm. week. So there's a number of players that are not getting any football. So when your Brad Arthurs or, or whatever need to go to the well to bring in a fringe player that may have been playing in New South Wales Cup for Wendy or wherever... Um, they just haven't played any football. It's 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 a real problem. I mean, there's nothing we can do about it. You're probably saying, "Well, Chris, bad luck." You know, there's millions of people out of work. I understand all that. I'm just just pointing the the fact out that it's it's a difficult situation at the moment, and I think we're going to see the effects of this come to the fore mm. next season, when suddenly you've got that second tier competition of of players that you need to replenish your stocks. But they haven't played for a couple of years, albeit a handful of games. Um, the junior rugby leagues, I don't know. I coach an under-13s team in, in the Northern Beaches Manly District. Mm. So, But to my knowledge, we haven't been given an official notice that it's all off. Mm. I think my kids are sort of still um, clutching at some hope that they, they might play or maybe an abbreviated mm. uh, season at the, at the end in, in another month or two if, if things improve i don't know but i don't to my knowledge i haven't seen anything official Mm. of you from new south wales rugby league no so the the junior league is off that release about the major competitions came out yesterday um and the only i did a quick search around this afternoon and the only announcement i could find is that the cronulla jrl have announced that their season's cancelled righto and you have to think with that announcement today that that will begin to trickle down. So maybe it's up to each district to. Yeah, make I think their that would own. be the case because they have different times. They turn council grounds over to summer sports and mm. stuff like that. So cricket and baseball and. I tell you who will summer sports will take control. Okay, well, I'll tell you point. who will know. Um, who will know, he's got his ear to the ground, is Albie Tellerico. He's with Newtown Jets. We often speak to him um, on things about New South Wales Rugby League, etc. New South Wales Cup. Um, I'm going to get him on the phone shortly. Uh, get him on the phone. He'll know for sure, Albie, if, if all the, the junior leagues have been uh, have been cancelled. You're listening to Higher Ground with me, Chris Warren. Uh, get involved with the show, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. If you would like to uh, give us a call, um, if you're not too sloshed, uh, like I think maybe one of our listeners, Nathan, might be, uh, or text 0457736736. Pretty easy. Uh, this one, I haven't got a name on it, but thank you. Um, he says, or she says, uh, if the club signs Gutherson for $1 million, the club will lose other players and potentially go backwards. Look at the Broncos. Para needs that one-strike superstar, and then they will be up there with the top two teams. The question is, who is available for next year? That is a superstar we need. It's a really good text. I wish you had have pointed your, put your name uh, to that. It is a really good text. And I probably agree with you to a point. They do just need one one superstar, one blue chip player. And um, gee, it would help them. It really would. Maybe even one and a bit, one and, one and, one and a half superstars 
But who is it? I mean, they're all tied up, aren't they? And, and it's a good point. Look what happened to the Broncos. They're still getting their, their mess in order. It's a shambles up there. And they've had Milford on a million for a few years and delivered diddly squat. Um, and they've seen so many players and they've happily let them go. I'll be I bet they wish. Sorry, I bet they wish they kept Reese Walsh. But yeah, absolutely. I think it'll be interesting to see over the next few years whether we start seeing what happens in American sports, where clubs begin clearing cap space just with the potential that a a million dollar player might come onto the might scene. become available at some stage. Might appear from, and from nowhere when that opportunity arises, suddenly they're in a good position that they have the money left in their cap to make the signing. Mm. And but at the moment there are there are no none of those players off contract. Gutho would probably be the highest value player. Okay, off hypothetical then. Hypothetical. Parramatta fans, hypothetical. Let's take your manly jersey off for a moment. Yeah. You're you're now a Parramatta fan, right? Mm. You're sitting there Ooh, with me. I don't know okay. about that. Mick Cronin stand, you're sitting there with me. Um, righto, you got one player. Who do you want to bring to para? One player, come on. Who do you want? Tom Dravojevich. You want Tom? Obviously. Yeah. Oh, that's not taking my manly jersey off, but I think from a neutral's point you of view, he's Tom, the right? most influential player okay. in the game. You can't have Tom. Who else do you want to bring to Parramatta that would turn them into a top three team, a top two team, a, a premier? Uh, Nathan Cleary. Callum Ponga. You think you'd need a half? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a ponger. Mm. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah. There, there you sort of players off contract. Oh, well, well, before we he mean... was snapped up, Matt Burt mm. would be Burt the would be youngest top player to build around, or a Sammy Walker. Burton would be brilliant, wouldn't he? Sam Walker's so, still 18. What, we're just putting Mitchell Moses on the scrap heap, are we? We've just played Origin, remember? With his age where he's getting to what he's producing at Parramatta, we're saying they hey. can't win the comp with him at seven. So, mm. so on paper, on paper, and they meet this weekend. Mm. Para, Manly and Para, who's got the better team on paper? <laughs> who's got Tom Trebojevic? Yeah, I think that's the difference. Mm. I don't think there's much difference between the rest of them. You take Turbo out of that Manly team. I think it's a very even match. A very even match, but with Turbo in that team. Well, they—it's uh, the big game this weekend, isn't it? It's—it's it's one of the big games, but it's a—it's—it's a, it's a game that we're we're really looking forward to. Uh, Manly and Para—that's on Saturday, uh, seven thirty-five kickoff. That is at Sunshine Coast Stadium. Uh, Albie Tellerico from uh, the Newtown Jets—he's a director of the Newtown Jets. He'll join us uh, after this break. But uh, going to the break, um, let's relive the moment, shall we? Manly and Para—the gap's starting to narrow.
Well, the New South Wales Rugby League Board has made the very difficult decision to abandon a number of major competitions for the 2021 season uh, in response to the COVID-19 outbreak across the greater Sydney region. It's a real blow for the sport and particularly all the player pathways. And I think we're going to feel the effects of this in years to come, sadly. Uh, The competitions affected include the knock-on effect New South Wales Cup, the Harvey Norman New South Wales Women's Premiership, Jersey Flag Cup, Ron Massey Cup, and the Sydney Shield as well, which uh, were suspended at the start of July. Uh, this statement is issued by the New South Wales Rugby League uh, Chief Executive David Trotton. He says, with the current public health order in force until at least 28th of August, and there understandably being no current New South Wales government sanctioned roadmap out of the lockdown for sport, uh, the board was left uh, with little option but to uh, cancel uh, our major competition. So as I say, it is a blow. Um, you, you keep in mind also that the New South Wales Cup particularly, they didn't play last year either. Um, the New South Wales Rugby League continues to work with the Office of Sport, New South Wales Health and other winter codes to form a position on community sport with a decision expected uh, on the 16th of August. Joining us on the line, a man that's uh, been around the New South Wales Cup for many, many years. Uh, he's a director of the Newtown Jets, Albie Tallarico, who often joins us uh, on a Sunday as well. Albie, thanks for, uh, th- thanks for joining us, mate. How are you doing? I'm doing all right, but a little bit sad. And like everyone else in rugby league world, we live and breathe by, you know, every Saturday at Henson Park. And it's our second season that we uh, really have had such disruptions. We had such high hopes for this year with two beer, food and footy days ready to go. Uh, The Tommy Radonica Shield, we had so much, so much about to happen. Uh, And unfortunately, yet again, we're, uh, we're stuck between the devil and the deep blue sea. But like everything in Newtown and other clubs like North Sydney and Western suburbs, we, we will survive. And, 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 as, and you're right as well, it's, it's going to affect it not straight away, but in years to come, there's going to be that, that uh, switch. And where we've had a good run of players with Newtown, and, and if you look with uh, the second tier and Jersey flag um, up to origin, and if you look at the trajectory of how the players go, the next couple of years are going to be very interesting for New South Wales. You're right, and, and and I know. Look, we've we've got to move with it. We've just got to deal with it. There's nothing you can do about it. Um, but that doesn't take away from the fact that this really is a hammer blow to to a lot of those um those clubs like like Newtown Jets. You obviously have other sort of revenue sources away from from match day, but but some clubs are, are much more um better off than others. What what are the main areas um financially that that you will uh, you'll struggle with? With regards to Newtown, 70% of our income comes from game day. Mm. Um, losing two beer and footy day, 30 days. I mean, two years ago, 2019, we're te- I won't, we had 8,972 genuine souls at the football. We had more than that. But, mm. you know, it was our biggest gate and biggest day that we have had in the history uh, since we've been, come back to second tier football. So that's taken, you know, about 17 years to build that. And full credit to those people that have kept it going. And I think that we would have easily on both of the days that we had them scheduled for this year eclipsed that number. I have no doubt. Mm. And and it's not just that there's, you know, we had it not COVID not hit again or we, we went 40 days without it. Um, and we got this second wave. We were welcoming, of course, um, you know, Tommy's uh, partner, Trish, and his son down mm. for the for the reunion day. 40 years against uh, Parramatta. It's, it's, you know, that's when we were last in the grand final. It was 1981, you know, mm. in, in the top tier. And we had a massive celebration planned for that. But, you know, we, we, I've read just recently that um, Phil Gould has made an approach to the NRL. 
uh, about some form of a summer cup, maybe potentially some matches. I've just been in contact with him. Mm. And I've said, they've got to be at Henson Park. We've got to what He said, absolutely. He, he seems to think that's it's the perfect place. Mm. Um, it's local. So you never know. I mean, if things turn around, something just may happen in the back end of the year. Well, I hope it does. I really do. Um, I guess the only thing against that is going to be the temperatures too, isn't it? Um, later yes. in the year, but also, mate, I guess you've got to feel for you know, casual staff, grounds people, the vendors at Everything. various grounds as yep. well. Um, a lot of people out of work. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was talking to the boys from Western Suburbs. They've just secured Lidcomoval as a as a lease, uh, which is fantastic for Western Suburbs, and they want to build on the past histories of the club there. But they had special matches planned against uh, against uh, Canterbury and, of course, the, I mean, Mounties and also Newtown and Parramatta, which was always a very special game there. In, in, back in the 70s and 80s, you recall, Parramatta never won at Lickham Mobile. I think it was 17 straight losses against Western Suburbs or mm. something like that. It was a magnificent record. And they wanted to replicate that. Um, you know, I, I speak to these guys, you know, quite often. We're all really disappointed, but we understand it. It's just... There's nothing you can do about it. But hopefully, you know, if we can get something in the back end of this year, great. But we sit down and we'll plan out next year and we'll keep it going. And um, you know what? Uh, the Jets will survive. The Bears will. And so will West and many other clubs as well. I mean, they're, they're, the problem with a lot of the other clubs, they are balanced by licensed premises and they've been taken, they're have been going to have a three-month hit. Mm. And over the last probably two years, they've taken six months of hits. So that's going to take three to five years to get back to where you were. And people will change in that time. So everyone has to re-engage. I also feel for the kids. I mean, you know, I'm involved with the junior club as well. And from under sixes upwards, I mean, they, they got a little bit of footy last year. This year they got a little bit, a bit of a taste, but they just didn't get the main course. And so we've lost a lot of that as well. I know other clubs, you know, we're going to struggle trying to get those kids back. So we have to work twice as hard to get those kids back for next year. Oh, tell me about it. We were struggling to get... Uh get numbers this year so I coach an under 13s team which I think I've, I've told you before that has that yeah. been, has that all been officially kibosh now is a red line through the the junior rugby all league? red line all oh, yeah it's disappointing oh, and, and, uh, and you know what I feel for mm. the kids I mean the holidays I mean think about it we're gonna have an I mean they basically live in front of the computer at the moment mm. um and so we've got to try and encourage them to get away from that summer may hit things may get better get them out I mean you, you and I are lucky we live near the coast Five minutes to water, fantastic. Mm. Get them out there into the open air. But there's not a, not a lot of people like us. So, no, yeah. no I, I'm I'm with you, mate. I do feel for the kids, I, and I live it. I live it every day. They are my two. They love. They live for their their Saturdays. They live for their footy. But um, thankfully, yeah. they've got other interests as well. But uh, you know, even if it's a hot day, rather than go down the beach, you know where they want to go? Straight down the oval and kick some goals, which um, you know, it, it's nice. But. Yeah, so I'm talking to Albie Tallarico, uh, director of the Newtown Jets, uh, in light of uh, the decision to uh, to can the the junior rugby league and all of the pathway competitions on on the senior level, Albie, and uh, we're seeing it already this year. New South Wales Cup last year didn't play; I think they played one game. But um, there's going to be a bit of a lag, isn't there? A bit of a knock on effect um, down the track with those fringe players. Uh, and NRL clubs wanting to bring in some some new players through through um, periods when they've got injuries, etc. But these guys haven't had any football. Yeah, almost eighteen months. The fringe mm. players. I mean, you spoke with Bronson Garlic. He's going to be one of the lucky ones. He's he's got the, he got the key. He got the Willy Wonka uh, chocolate bar. Yes, and he and he's gone the down. Gold the Congratulations, mm. the gold wrapper. And so he's one of the lucky ones. And there will be other lucky ones. But the issues are. It's that eight, uh, bracket creep, so to speak. 
you know, they're the ones that used to play flag or the, the next, they can't play that anymore. They have to step up because the age bracket. So something's going to have to happen, maybe an adjustment for next year. Uh, and I think that's the only way because you're looking at some NYC, you're looking at Jersey Flag, you're looking at, uh, you know, SG Ball, Harold. There's a whole range of kids. I mean, uh, there's a young lady on, uh, I went, she, I would, she'd love that. I called her young Megan Barnes. Her husband coaches the SG Ball for the Roosters, has done for many years. Mm. That whole season's wiped. And they put their heart and soul into it. They're like the parents to the boys, you know. Um, so these kids aren't going to have it. And the flow and effect will be, will be probably, uh, you know, maybe 18 months whether we're up to the task with origin, because you look at Queensland, they've not had any interruptions now for two years. They're going quite good, and their, sh- their sh- lockdowns are short and sharp. Um, ours have been long and, and very, very, very planned out. Uh, so that, that's got to flow through. I think, however, you know, we've got some great talent. That's the one good thing. And we've got all the infrastructure in place for the first time in a long time. And that's a bonus to the New South Wales Rugby League. They have done some good things in that space. Uh, but it's but for me, it's getting the kids back with the football and you know the the top tier and the the top tier and the bottom tier just making them meet and somehow that's going to have to happen. But it's going to be a very interesting and a very going to be a hard road, I think, for you know people like you and I. Mm. And what about the Fiji Silk Tails? They've been a revelation in the third tier Ron Massey Cup. Um, I'm assuming they unfortunately have to return home, do they? Well, at the moment, they are staying out of Daceyville in the Police Boys uh, fun, I think, club down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're staying down there. They're still running around, still doing a little bit of one-on-one training when they're allowed to. Uh, there, is, there is an outbreak in Fiji. They won't be going home. I'm, I'm hearing that they, if they're allowed to go home, they want to come back again for next year. But this is now their second season that they've been interrupted. And we had an international match at Kensington Oval. I think it was uh, might have been Brazil and maybe Canada. I can't think of the two sides that played just on the Queen's birthday long weekend. And Taz Batiri, who I know you know, yeah. brought all the boys down and they sung a beautiful prayer at the end of the match. Mm. They bring so much to the table. They're such great guys. And let me tell you, there were, there were people in the stands that were absolutely in tears because it was just one of those lovely moments. They bring community, so we can't afford to lose them. Um, I'd love to see a, a Samoan side or even a Tongan side in that Ron Massey uh, as well. I think that would be fantastic. Um, or a Pacific side. I think, you know, if we can somehow manage to do that, that would be even brilliant. Uh, but that's still a bit of pie in the sky stuff. But they have been a revelation. You know, they're, they're, they're good quality. They literally love rugby league. These guys they just love it. And they were absolutely fantastic at Kenzo. And I've seen them play and, and geez, they, they, they hit hard. Mm. You wouldn't want to be hit by them. No, no, that is for sure. Um, all right. Well, looking ahead, mate, and finally, um, look, what, what are the plans for next year? Is there anything in place that, uh, I mean, if, if, if this thing happens again next year, that'll be three years where the New South Wales yeah. Cup will have been canned. Um, I don't know if there's anything we can put in place to, to avoid that possibility. Well, I suppose we've just got to follow the medical orders and, 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 and uh, follow the uh, try and get the numbers down as little as possible, get as many vaccinations, get all the players vaccinated, staff, administrators, anyone that's involved with it. And so if, if necessary, then we just have to have regular testing, fast testing, and maybe it's a question of playing not in front of crowds um, and just have them at, at, at various times and maybe throughout the week, maybe not on weekends, and maybe there's the answer there. Um, but uh, that's the only way it could probably happen. It'd have to be very, it'd be just like the NRL protocols at the moment. It would have to be very, very strict. Um, and if and if so, but the, the issue is those guys that are part-timers, they're back in the community. And that is the big issue because the second tier players, uh, you know, I, I read about a young girl who's 
um, partner has been. He got picked up by I think Wentworth Hill this year. Terrific player. I was we played against New Zealand a few weeks ago when I called the game, and he was the, probably the second best on ground. Um, and he was in the losing side. He made more tackles than anyone else, but he has a part-time job, so he has to try and balance that as well. So I suppose the answer is follow the medical advice, and hopefully we can by this time next year we're having conversations about how good the season is. Hopefully, mate. Let's hopefully, uh, hopefully, so keep our fingers crossed. Thanks for joining us, mate, on higher ground. Anytime. There is Albie Tallarico from the Newtown Jets Rugby League Club. Yes, it's coming up to 8 past 11. We're here for another hour or so up until midnight. So great to have you listening in. And for those that have sent those text messages through, I was posing the question to Mad Russian, my esteemed colleague across the studio here. Um, If uh, you were a Parramatta fan and you could have one player, one player only to come and uh, help you out of your woes at the moment, who would it be? And uh, he's a Manly fan, Mad Russian. He said Tommy Turbo. Okay, who else would it be? Who else would it be? If you're a para fan could... and you brought them to your, your club, so uh, apart from Turbo, you brought them to your club and you would immediately be elevated to the status of, say, a Melbourne, a Souths and a Penrith. Who are the other players? Hmm. That's the question anyway. That's the question. Throw it out there. Um, Tom, thank you. Uh, Chris and Mad, Parramatta need Brett Kenny. <laughs> yes. Great answer. Uh, yeah, good answer. Um, and I reckon you know, Bert could still do a job. We spoke to Bert a few weeks ago. Well, mm. probably more like six weeks ago. Uh, it was good to have him on, on the show, yeah. Brett. I loved him. I idolised him as, as, a, as a Parramatta fan growing up. You know, I went to pretty much every home game mm. for years and years and years. Sturlo and Bert and Zip and Crow and Guru and Squizzy Taylor at the back. That was tossed. Up, that was tossed up by Gary Belcher today. What was that? Um, with the recruitment issues that Para having issues. Sturlo's yes. just stepped away from his role at nine. Oh, okay. Could he sidle over back into the Eels? Um, well, he never really wanted to have a go at the coaching no. caper. Um, but higher up than that. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think Pete's probably oh, I think had enough yeah, and just wants to you know chill out now in you know in in the, in the twi- twilight years. Could you call it that? The twilight years. They bring him in as a consultant. Yeah, maybe. I mean, yeah, you got to keep me involved in the club and all the ex players, the greats. You know, mm. you love to keep them involved in the club wherever you can. Um, yeah, that seems to be an issue though. The recruitment doesn't it? and um, not on the same page of, of who we need to get and. And and how much we're going to pay them? But uh, Brett Kenny, yeah, wasn't he? Wasn't he a marvelous player? Just so naturally gifted. Mm. And there's not, a, I can't see a like for like player today like a Brett Kenny in terms of his style. And it's probably before your time, no. you know. Um, but he just he had this ability to a beautiful body swerve. You hear the guys. I'm lucky enough to sit in here with Ciro every now and then. The way Ciro talks about Brett Kenny, yeah. it's like he was playing with, yeah, you know, Moses walking on water. Oh, mate, well, he he played like that. He, he he played like that. He had more time, you know, and then the greats. But but Bert, I'm just trying to liken him to a current NRL player in terms of style, not not mm. not in terms of class or ability, just the style of player. Um, and there's no one really, no one really like like him. You see the just old a, footage, you know, it's like he's floating yeah. around the field. 
Yeah. Anyway, it might be something Effortless. we can chat about on on mm-hmm. Sunday or Friday, our next NRL higher ground or, or match day on Sunday. Um, Brett Kenny, what a player indeed. Why don't we um, go through some tips, just other news around before we do that, uh, Rusky. Mm. Um, Anthony Don, another you know, really good servant to the game, so he's calling it quits. He's had quite a few injuries of late, but still been, you know, mm. he's you know, almost at the top of his game. And that's when you want to, you want to say farewell, don't you? You um, you want to say goodbye when you, yeah, when you haven't played a year too long, and he, I, I don't think he's played a year too long at all. Benji Marshall, we're talking about playing a year too long. So is he thirty five or thirty six? Do you know? Yeah, you're not sure. You go to Doctor Google as well. I think thirty six. I think thirty six. I was listening to him last night. I think it was on NRL three hundred and sixty, and uh, he he was asked the question: Would he go around again? Do you know what? I reckon he will. He says he doesn't think he will, but I reckon he probably could, particularly if he's used in the same way that he's being used now. He's only used in, in you know, fits and spurts. And if his body's doing it, um, let, let's hear from Benji last night on NRL 360. I come to South Sydney this season to hopefully finish um, on, on a premiership. And if it does go that way, that'll be great. But, um, you know, if the body feels okay, I might still play. I, I honestly don't know at the moment, but uh, I just feel lucky that I'm in a good side that's, in a good position to make a good run at the the premiership and um, there's still a few weeks to go but we'll be doing everything we can to get there well i tell you what if if south sydney get to the grand final and they win the grand final well benji doesn't play again right he rides off on the cowboy on the on the in the saddle with with uncle uncle wayne and and um, adam and they farewell and it's just a fairy tale story like none other but if his body's still up to it why not mm. And if not, he did say if he was to play, it wouldn't be anywhere else other than Souths. But, you know, could he be a... Benji has said things like that in the past. Oh, many times, many times, many times. But he could do a job for a club with the 14 on his back. Mm. I'm sure he could. And I was thinking last night when I heard him, I was like, my God, 36. Oh, how are you doing it? How are you keeping up with kids half your age? Mm. Half your age, how is your body doing it? But I guess he obviously really looks after himself. I mean, I'm a lot older than Benji, but my body's falling apart. And I'm thinking, I'd be lucky. I'm lucky to take an under-13s training session as coach, yet alone keeping up with these uh, these ultra-fit um, specimens of rugby league players. So, uh, But we'll see, won't we? Benji, he might go around again. Ash Taylor. Um, now, we talk about players burning up big chunks of a club's mm. salary cap. Anthony Milford comes to mind, right? And he just hasn't delivered. So there's a million gone, right, out of your cap. Ash Taylor's very much been a same sort of player on about a million dollars. And he'll be going somewhere else. And his next deal, I'm telling you, will be more about 300000 That's a big drop, isn't it? Mm. A big drop in coin. Other players, big drops in coin. Andrew Fafida, he's on about eight fifty. Mm-hmm. Okay, where's his next contract? I'm thinking it's more around the 150 mark. Josh Dugan, he's on close to, I think, about nine. Mm. What would he be worth now? See what I'm saying? These yeah. these um, decisions made back when on players, long-term players, to big money deals. Oh, my God, you've got to get them spot on. Because if you, if you don't, it can stuff your club up for a number of years mm. to come. And that's why recruitment these days is, is such an important thing. And clubs do pour a lot of resources into it. And the good clubs have a very astute recruitment team. Uh, Ricky Stewart, 
I spoke today on the possibility of Ash Taylor becoming a Raider. I was actually talking to David about it yesterday. I, I don't know what the chat has been outside that, uh, um, you know, Ash has been, been spoken about to a number of clubs and we were one club that uh, his management did speak to. We're considering a number of options in regards to seven. Um, I um, certainly, uh, we're not sitting on our hands, but uh, it's also uh, quite a, um, it's a very, very big decision for the club in which way we, we move next. And it's something that we discuss uh, myself, Peter Mahalan, Joel Cabane and Donnie Fern have discussed daily in regards to uh, the strategy and our direction we need to take. Um, and a lot of the times I leave it to those boys because I've got to keep uh, focused and concentrating on coaching. But it's a very big decision going forward and I'm not downplaying it. It's just a matter of uh, we've got to make the right decision. Yeah, crucial decision. The number seven, that sounded like bloody um, Star Wars and Luke Skywalker with his lightsaber or something. The internet, the internet up in Queensland is just shocking for those Zoom press press conferences. <laughs> it sounded Anastasia. Like it was, um, I mean, I don't know what's going on with the NBN rollout up there, but that that is shocking, isn't it? Oh, this is a bit heavy. <laughs> We're not going to start talking politics at this hour. It's seventeen past eleven, by the way. You're listening to Higher Ground with him, the Mad Russian, and me, Chris Warren. Uh, why don't we go through some tips, yeah. shall we, ahead of round 22. So four games to go for each club, four rounds to play, and still a lot to uh, be decided. Melbourne has one hand on the minor premiership. Um, it's looking more likely that Parramatta will drop out of the top four and not get a second bite at the cherry. And then we've got five clubs separated by two points um, around the top eight cutoff mark. So really crucial games this weekend and, and none more crucial than the Sharks Newcastle. We'll touch mm-hmm. on that one in a moment. Let's kick off then tomorrow night's game, the Storm and the Raiders. Um, a Canberra win, by the way, will give Ricky Stewart his 100th victory as a Raiders coach. They don't get it this week, not okay. against the Storm. Do the Storm go 21 unbeaten to end the season? Oh, let's Titans next week, Eels the week after. And Sharks on the final day. Titans, Eels, Sharks, Raiders. So Raiders, Titans, Eels, Sharks. Oh, yeah, I think they do. Unless they decide to rest a stack of players, freshen them up a couple of weeks out from the finals and maybe Parramatta sneak a win over Mm -hmm. them, possibly. They've beaten them once already this year. All right. um, So Storm for both of us. Dragons, Panthers. Dragons, look, are mathematically still a chance of making the finals. But as I said on Monday, if uh, you believe in that, or you believe in the tooth fairy, no pun intended to Cody Ramsey, who won't be playing, and uh, his teeth were glued back together. I know. Is that not the best advertisement for mouth guards of all time? That was just dreadful. But hello, any sympathy? No. We're a bloody mouth guard. I would not have stepped on a football field. Without a mouth guard, even as a junior. No way. And and so many times I'd forgotten my mouth guard or couldn't find it. And my mum would race down or my dad. Buy another one. Buy another one. Or I would, 20 bucks. And we'd be melting it, molding it at the canteen at the game <laughs> on game day. In the white styrofoam yeah. coffee cup. Yeah. Hot, hot water, oh. please. In there. In the mouth. Do you want tea or coffee? No, no, just the hot water, mouth guarding there. Uh, Chris, they're on. They're waiting for you. Your captain, run the team out. Oh, uh, just molding the mouth guard. <laughs> True. Happened quite often. Mm. Uh, Broncos, Roosters. 
Can the Broncos cause an upset? The Roosters, I'll tell you, Mad Rusky, have lost six of their last seven games against the Broncos at Suncorp Stadium. You didn't know that, did you? No, and I know you've been tipping the Broncos. Are you going to try and catch them this week? I'm going Roosters. <sighs> They've got nothing, really. Roosters have got too much to play for. Yeah, I'll go Roosters. Yeah. But if there is an upset, that could be it. I'm, I'm Roosters. Rabbitohs Titans. The inconsistent Titans. Uh, Prop Jared Wallace will make his 100th appearance for the club. Uh, the Rabbitohs have won their past five games against the Titans. Rabbits. Yeah, Rabbits for me as well. Cowboys West Tigers. Oh, and you're saying, do I have to tip? Do you have to tip in this one? Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Um, should we call this the um, the battle of mediocrity? Absolutely. Cowboys for me. West Tigers for me. There you go. West Tigers with not a lot of confidence. Tigers don't win two in a row very often. I don't think they have this year, have they? Seagulls, Eels, Manly and Para. Seagulls. Yep, Manly for Ooh. me as well. Warriors and Bulldogs. Now, keep in mind the dogs are going to be missing a couple of their big guns or their, the big the big bulls in the middle, uh, Jack Hetherington and Dylan Napa. Warriors. Uh, Warriors got nothing to play for, have they? Yeah. yeah the Bulldogs. I, I want the Bulldogs. I've been tipping the Bulldogs, and they still haven't produced this win for me. Mm. I'll go the Warriors. And then we've got the Sharks and Knights, arguably the most important mm. game of the weekend. Knights. Four-point ball game, Newcastle for me as well. Well, just about every week, we uh, we drop in with the boys from the Talking League podcast. Uh, we talk a bit of fantasy league, and uh, joining us tonight on Higher Ground is Josh Corby. Welcome to the program, Josh. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, Chris. Good, mate. Good to be back. It is good to be back. Uh, before we get into fantasy, and uh, I know you're a Dragons fan, you, you try and avoid it, telling people that occasionally, but you must be, you must be, I guess, uh, in, in one way happy that all the boys have served those suspensions, but... Sadly, it's it's probably too little too late for you guys now to make the finals. Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah, there was a chance maybe we were going to make the eight, but, um, you know, in all honesty, I think those uh, teams from five to eight are really just making up the numbers. Um, those top four teams, especially the top two, they're really a class above. Yeah, no, they are, aren't they? Now, listen, in, in terms of fantasy, I'm hearing whispers that you are in the lead. Is that right, with four weeks to go? <laughs> I was. I had a couple of. I'm at the moment. I've got the um, the two in Hines and Pappenhausen, and if they're getting forty minutes each, it's not really doing my team any favours, uh, mm. unfortunately. And I don't like to sort of mention this, but Andy, uh, one of the other guys on the pod, he mm. he ended up finishing minor premier, uh, minor premier, and he's uh yeah he's been very lippy about it too, which is Andy Burton, yeah. yeah? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's not like him to be. But yeah, we're just, we're just hitting the finals now, so um, all the head-to-head finals are are coming to a yes to a halt. And so you've got Pappenhausen yeah, and Hines, right? Pappenhausen and Hines. So yeah, it's it's uh, it's a conundrum, isn't it, for um, for Craig Bellamy? It's probably a good problem for him to have, but not so if you've got both of them in your team. Is that, is that a fair comment? Yeah, yeah, big time because. I mean, yeah, they're essentially getting 40 minutes of footy each, and obviously, the more minutes you get, the the more stats and the more points you get in the in the fantasy football side of things. But yeah, as you said, in in terms of NRL, it's uh it's a good headache to have. I mean, their bench is um is like international level mm. <laughs> at the moment. No, it sure is. 
All right, so at the, the pointy end of Fantasy League, then um, how does it work from here on in then? There's there's some questions about maybe bringing in Tom Trebojevic. I mean, he, he'd, he'd score some big, big figures, but then there is a thought that if Manly fall out of the race for the top four, he, he might get a little breather in weeks to come. Yeah, so he, he's definitely, I mean, him and uh, then the old unicorn points, Cleary, who's floating about and uh, keeps getting mentioned of having this comeback game. Uh, they're the two big ones. And I think that just the, the way that Tom's been scoring and the way he's been playing, um, it's you just can't not have him. Uh, I know that, yeah, there's that the the sort of chance there that they might not make the four. And, yeah, the restings is a big, big issue, just not with Turbo, but a lot of the other big players as well. I mean, mm. just talking about those the Storm team, there's a lot of quality players in there that, do score quite well in fantasy, and yeah, the, the restings always is uh, causes a bit of chaos at this time of the year. Well, yeah, and uh, we touched on it a minute ago, but with, with Pappenhausen returning to Melbourne, so if you've got, does that make Nico Hines a sort of must trade then and ahead of this weekend? Yeah, look, if, if you could be, well, the other issue is like you've lost some some big players in um, Crichton, Marnie, Tomalolo. Mm. Um, Ben Hunt, like, yeah, there's been a lot of big players go down. So if you didn't have all those injuries, you might be able to hold him. But um, yeah, he he could be a sell if you need to to uh, just to get the 17 players because a lot of people are struggling just to get a full team. Mm. Where do we stand on Matt Burton? I mean, his his numbers must have been off the scale last weekend. He's in great form uh, in the halves, but with Nathan Cleary still waiting in the wings now, is it worth? trading Burton in? I would say no with uh, Cleary just waiting in the wings and a lot of people don't have the trades to bring him in. So, right. yeah, I would I would hold on him. Um, but, yeah, he, he scores really well in the halves. In centres, he still scores well because Panthers are just a, a pretty good attacking team and he's um, he sort of just seems to dominate wherever he plays, really. But halfback, he goes to another level. But, yeah, just with Cleary there and... You know, it's it's getting more and more likely that he's going to come back. <laughs> I know I'm a Dragons fan, but I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't waste him this weekend. I'd give him another week. Mm. So uh, you're saying most most fantasy players they they probably haven't got many trades. Le- how many trades have you got left? Is that t- is that too personal? I've got one. One. Yeah, okay. I've got one. So I I'm thinking of um, taking out Tom Alolo and bringing in uh, Cam Murray, who's been in pretty good form and on the back of a pretty red-hot bunny side. You could sort of choose five or six players from that rabbit side that I'd confidently um, agree on. Well, that's, uh, that's what I was going to ask to you because um, that Rabbitohs back line, you know, uh, is it worth squeezing any of those in for the run home? The, the bunny's got the Titans and the Dragons in their last four games. Yeah. So it sort of almost screams, um, well, easy points. Yeah, yeah, big time. Yeah, Latrell, Cody Walker... They have field days with uh, some of the poor defence. And, yeah, those two teams especially. Uh, it's scary what they might do in the last few games. So, yeah, I'll, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't let anyone go mm. against picking any of those players. Mm. Okay. Any other players out there for, you know, for people with maybe one or two trades left like yourself and they just need to get in, um, get them in late to give themselves one last shot? Yeah, oh, there's maybe, there's like a couple, but the, the other two probably worth mentioning is Caelan Ponga just with the Knights. Got a pretty handy run home and 
Uh, he sort of just hasn't really had that breakout game. He had the first game back, but yeah, Ponga and then also Adam Dewey moving back into the half seems to score pretty well and has been playing some good footy. So they're two other, so I suppose, smokies that you could bring in that uh, could get you some good points for the run home. But yeah, that's if you have trades. There's, there's quite a few mm. that are out of trades at the moment and uh, fighting to get the, the sort of improve their rank. All right, mate. Well, away from fantasy, Josh, and, and thanks for, for all that, but you're a rusted-on-league fan and you have been for many years, like like myself. I mean, this competition we've got at the moment, and you, you touched on it earlier, that you know the top four or five teams are a, a, a step apart from, from the others who are probably, let's be honest, maybe only going to be making up the numbers in the NRL finals. Melbourne Storm, they go from strength to strength. Manly, uh, they gave them a run for their money last, last weekend. Um can you see any other team toppling them? Odd if Cleary comes back, you you gotta think the Panthers are have got a um mm. a, a bit of a chance and also don't mind maybe the Rabbits. Um but yeah, outside those four, I just don't think the Roosters have the um enough stock. They've lost so many this year and the the Eels are just sort of slowly falling away. So yeah, outside those top four I'd be very surprised. Um, and if there was a market for it on a, on one of my punting apps, so I'd definitely put money because I don't think anyone outside that four will uh, will be winning that this year. No, I I think you're spot on there. Hey, have you seen um, episode two of Tiger Tales from Tiger Town? Did you watch it? That no, I haven't. Okay. No, I haven't. I watched the first one, and um, yeah. yeah, I haven't watched the second one. But yeah, I, I don't mind. I'm hoping they do a few more like that. I did watch the Ricky Stewart um, doco oh, really the other that. day, which was. A, yeah. yeah, it was really good. Yeah, um, I really enjoyed that one. All right, well, I won't, yeah, I won't I do a spoiler like... alert then. I won't give anything away. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, um, if you've got young kids, maybe uh, put earmuffs on them. That's all I suggest before you sit down and watch. <laughs> yeah, there was plenty in the first one. Oh, no, there's more in this one. <laughs> there's a lot more. Yeah, okay. A lot more. All right, mate. Hey, enjoy. Uh, we'll chat again next week. Um, more about Fantasy League. In, enjoy uh, the rest of the weekend and the weekend. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me again, mate. My pleasure. There is Josh Cordy from the Talking League podcast. Well, that just about does it. I hope you've enjoyed the show. We've uh, we've had a bit of serious talk. We've had a bit of uh, joking around as well. I'll be back on Friday night uh, with the Mad Russian for another edition of Higher Ground. Back again on Sunday for NRL Match Day. And, of course, before all then, I'll be calling tomorrow's game between the Raiders and Melbourne Storm. Hope you've enjoyed the show. Thanks for tuning in. Take care. Keep smiling.